We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I blame my wife for Orlando Brown Jr. Because she my didn't wife. like Eric Fisher. Had she liked <laughs> Eric Fisher, right. maybe we wouldn't have Orlando right. Brown Jr. Jen, it's your fault. I just wanted, you know, Geno Smith that year. So I know you did. That would have been a bad pick. But Eric too. Fisher yeah. was a great pick. I yep. mean, look back. Just look back at, um, like, first round picks mm-hmm. in that in that realm. Okay, Patrick side. Right, right. <laughs> we get it. Patrick has worked, uh-huh. but um, Tyson Jackson, who he stunk. Eric Berry, really good football player. Bad ending. Bad ending yeah. to his career here in Kansas City, but he was a really, and really not, good. And I'm not saying, player. hey, these are tough. I'm saying sometimes first round picks don't work out. What do you want to get out of them? Right. right. You got more than you John got, you Baldwin, Dontari Poe, mm. D. Ford, no. Marcus Peters. No. That's that's the the window, six year window, whatever mm-hmm. that Eric Fisher was in. What did Eric Fisher give you? Yeah, a lot. Two contracts. Yeah, two contracts and a stability at, at the left tackle yeah. position. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, he was no, a really did, good player. Put him out there. You didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, that yeah. was that was great. I wish great. we had Eric Fisher at left tackle right now in his prime, and or somebody that could go out there and play where you don't have to worry about. It. I sent you guys a video last night of this Orlando Brown play that's making its way around the interwebs, and it it's it, I think it's towards the end of the that's game. That's the play where McKinnon was. In oh, the is that flat. The, is that the play that's with McKinnon? The play. Was that's on the, the all twenty two. Okay, that's the all twenty two look of that mm-hmm. play. Uh-huh. I think I retweeted it. I may not have B Dub. If not, you retweeted. Get yep. it out there. Let people see how bad. Or, yeah, how bad Orlando Brown was beaten on that play. I mean, it, it, Patrick Mahomes didn't have a fighter's chance on that one. Yeah, and that's the one everybody was texting. Why didn't he hit him in the flat? If you look at the all twenty-two, there was no chance. Was he no never chance. saw it. Couldn't see it. He had a man in his face right away. Patrick Mahomes literally had his back to the play because he was running away from from pressure. And it wasn't that big of a move. I mean, the guy stepped inside, maybe juked him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was just a one quick jab step inside, and he was past him. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't be so critical of Orlando Brown Jr. if he didn't claim that he was the best left tackle in the NFL and wanted to be paid like that. I guess it's like North Texas going after Nick Saban. you got to shoot your shot. But, I mean, what we've seen here is Orlando Brown Jr. is not middle of the pack left tackle. Allegedly, winter meetings are underway. <laughs> really? Is this? What? I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm just, just I'm baseball bitter. Okay. Yeah, you are. For a second. But I did have, but I did have another moment yesterday. So the big contracts are starting to be doled out. We're seeing ridiculous money for pitchers that are already going out there. And then yesterday there was Trey Turner as well. That's an irresponsible okay. contract. He's 30. Good player. Great player. He's 30. 10 years, 300 million. No, 11 years. Or 11 years. I'm sorry. 11 years, 300 million. Yeah. Because I thought it was 10, too. No, it's 11. 11 11 for 300. That's what it was. 11 for 300. Um, And then I stepped back for a moment. I said, if you just told people, Trey Turner, what does he do? How many people would give you a blank stare? Does he play for the Saints? He play for the Lakers. I, I felt like that was a little a baseball to me. A three hundred million dollar contract just went out. He's not a household name. But he's not. No, not at all. That's a great point. Yeah, couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Nope. He's not on your fantasy team. I thought, man, that's a little bit where baseball's at. Yeah, you know Verlander, two for eighty six. Good work if you can get it right. I think I'm just saying from like not not a like a. A sport, general sports fan perspective. Like, oh. a, here's what you know about sports. Right. Here you consume sports. Uh, you wouldn't know what Trey Turner's value is. Oh, God, no. no. chance. I mean, Jacob DeGrom might be in middle. Like, Verlander, I think everybody, like, everybody knows Verlander. Everybody knows. Household name. Kata. But I'm like, these are the biggest contracts going out. And I'm like, these still are kind of like fringe Q rating people. Yeah, you're right. 
Well, how many people in baseball are truly top of mind when it, you That's know, what I'm saying about baseball? When, like, you, when you see like all the lists of like the wealthiest athletes, right? The highest paid athletes, you always are down to like number 25 or 27 before the first baseball player appears on that it list. Feels like, it feels like most players could name their, their top 10 running backs or whatever right now. Right now. Give me the top and 10. Yeah. Top 10 shortstops. You go, duh. Right. <laughs> And tell me who just got a $300 million contract. Yeah, 11 years, though. So he's a 30-year-old shortstop that just got an 11-year deal yeah. for $300 million from the Phillies, right? I think it's like a full no-trade kind of – I mean, it's like – Well, every, once you're 30, you're 10 and like, 5, it's right? It's like everything you want. Yeah. Here's the bag. Here it is. You got everything. But and I would say the casual – Sports fan has no idea who that dude is. And, and unless you watch the World Series or the playoffs the last couple of years, maybe you do know who Trey Turner is. But that, that's asking a lot. And again, he plays on the West Coast. Most people are in bed by the time these games start. So I think it's an irresponsible contract by the Philadelphia Phillies to give out there because you know in about five years, especially in a market like Philadelphia, everybody is going to be complaining about this contract, how it handcuffed them, how it screwed them, how they're not going to get anything done. There's going to be like two more collective bargaining agreements put in place before Trey Turner's contract is up. I mean, at least one, potentially two, uh, you know, new collective bargaining agreement contracts. And so 10 years, 11 years for an aging shortstop, that's a bad deal because now everybody else around baseball is going to go, well, Trey Turner set the bar. 11 years, $300 million at the age of 30. That's where the bar is now. How are the Royals expected to compete when the bar is at that level? And for me, I look at it from a Bobby Witt standpoint because I know they want to get a deal done with Bobby Witt. I know they want to, you know, as quickly as possible. They've been talking, you know, as, as you should at this point in time. But Bobby Witt in five years is going to be, what, 26, 27 years old? And he's looking at this Trey Turner deal that was signed today. What does that do for the Royals' chances of signing a guy like Bobby Witt Jr.? Because by the time he's ready to sign that contract, he can be looking for a 15-year contract at that point in time. Because for 500 million. For five, but but it, but but for him, when when he gets to that point, a 15-year contract at 450 million dollars is exactly what Trey Turner's getting right now. How are the Royals going to be competitive in that? Unless the game drastically changes. I just think a contract like this is a bad look for baseball, for the overall game. It's an irresponsible contract, and it continues to show you the class system that is set up in baseball, and it continues to show you, to Josh's point, why most of America doesn't know who Trey Turner is. If this is an NFL player signing a contract like this, like as much as we mock, oh, Christian Kirk, who the hell is he? People have heard of Christian Kirk. He goes inside that Trey Turner? Trey Turner yeah. at 30 gets an 11 year contract. That's not good for baseball at all. It's great for Trey Turner. It's nice for the players, but from a competitive balance standpoint, again, the last month of the season, every team in the NFL, but one is still alive for the playoffs. The last month of the regular season in baseball, no teams are alive for the playoffs except the Yankees and the Phillies now and the Dodgers. And that's it. You, you, you've, you, you, you've wasted your entire final month of the season because you're putting together deals like this where you're not allowing the majority of the sport to compete. It is an irresponsible deal. They need David Stern back from the dead to veto this thing like he did that Chris Paul trade. And then you see winter meetings, and you're like, okay, can't do that one, can't do that one, can't do that one, can't do that one. DeGrom, Verlander, Turner. Three guys that can't. are free agents. Each, even, no chance. No chance. Like zero. None. 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 The football doesn't have that. Rage the opens. You want every damn player that's out there. And you feel like you can get every yeah. player. Like people in Green Bay and Kansas yeah. City feel like they can yeah. get players over New York and L.A. Yeah. You feel like you, you're, you're, you're in because you are. You're you in. are. You're in. You're part of the club. I, I, I feel like the winter meetings, like, I, I don't know about you. Like, I'm jealous. I am. I, I, yeah, I feel like winter meetings should be like two phases. Like, we just don't go to phase it, phase one. Right. That's, we're not, it's not our party. Right. It's not our, we, when we show up and like, okay. Phase two, when like you have half a meatball left, left over and like an empty can we, can we come and hang out when it's done? Like, we're the, I guess we're the, the caddies on, <laughs> the, the caddies on pool day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the members are there. Yeah, we're at Bushwood. And then, and then Monday we get to go <laughs> and use the pool. Right. 
And right. See, uh, we have some fun, but it's not quite the same. You know, it's, no. it's no. like the cool kids are having a party. You don't get the invite, and you see what they're doing on Snapchat that night, and you're ticked off. Like, what? I, this doesn't this doesn't apply to us. Or, doesn't apply to our team. Or you're like Clark looking out the window and imagining the pool out there, right? And Kathy Ireland's jumping off the diving board, and then you know the girl comes down and says Santa Claus, and it startles you. Like that's how I feel like, I, and it's not just the Royals, Josh. It's 25 teams in Major League Baseball probably yeah, right yeah, about now. Yeah, yeah. This, this isn't us crying poor, oh, it's the Royals. No, this is all of Major League of baseball. baseball with yeah. the exception of like a handful of teams. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's on the outside looking in. That's not good for the competitive balance of the sport. That's not good for the health of the game. You know, the Royals, even with the Bally's TV deal, had tremendous TV ratings. The, the, the 16 programs that followed the Royals over the summer didn't combine to give you the numbers that the Royals did. Imagine if baseball was equitable. How many people would be at ballparks all over the country and watching their team if they knew their team had a chance? Just give your team a chance. We talked about it last week. The Pirates signed Carlos Santana so they can trade him. In November, they are already giving up on the season of the next year. And that's baseball. Like, I, I just feel like I really do. I feel left out of all of this. And the sport needs to change so 25 of their 30 markets don't feel left out at the winter meetings. And you go there and go, oh, look at all these free agents. Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, Phillies. Maybe the Angels spend some stupid money, but their yeah, owner's they're, leaving. Yeah, I was going to say they're due. Right? Mets, Dodgers, Yankees, Phillies. The Red Sox aren't even spending dumb money anymore. They're out of the whole thing. It's four or five teams, and that's it. And that's supposed to be good for the game? How's this good for baseball? How, if you're an owner in this league right now, you can look at what's going on and go, you know, even, even if you're Hal Steinbrenner, right? They may lose Aaron Judge. And Hal Steinbrenner is going to get destroyed by his fan base. How does that guy look around and go, hey, we should get a salary cap too? Like, if you're Hal Steinbrenner, you want a salary cap yeah, because you know, no matter what you it's do, it's wrong. So, it's gotten so out of hand, they can't compete in that. Right. right? It, it's, it's gotten to the, to the point of no return. And, and, and baseball, to me, is the sport that's the toothpaste out of the tube. And unless they shut this thing down, which I think they should, and start over. And I'll tell you, if COVID didn't happen, I believe from things that I've been told that labor negotiation would have been a lot different from an owner's standpoint, but they didn't have the palate for it because of what happened with COVID and the shutdown there and the way things were handled. They wanted to get a deal done in five years. I think we could see drastic change in baseball and we should, or the game is going to continue to get passed by by kickball time for this week's uh, chiefs stock up stock down. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, locked in, focused, and ready to go starting at 6. I get the bosses wrong all the time, too. I remember which one's on which team. Yeah. Right. Chubs are the same way. Chubs are the same way. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this now? I totally forgot. I lost you on yeah, Chubb, you, you did. nine-year-old. <laughs> Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Make every day a savings day at Kohl's. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it sounded like, didn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Right? Okay. All right. Oh, God, that, yes. Use that cash to whatever. Does yeah. Mariah get paid on this one oh, since yeah. there's no words yeah. being yeah. used? Okay. Or maybe it's, maybe it's, I don't know. She still gets paid. That is fantastic. Finding, a, finding that right pair of. Right How much Kohl's cash is going to get spent this holiday lady, season? From, from from Black Friday till Christmas Eve, how much Kohl's cash Not a lot. will be spent? You got to go back. That's the thing. You know, you got to go back that next time. It's only like a certain window. Like, I was here already. Why would I want to come back in seven days to like do this? I again? got you. Yeah, that's how they you get you. Like, that's how they're screwing you. I don't, yeah, don't yeah. want to do that. How much Kohl's cash did you get for your kids' jeans? Um, I think I used a coupon though out of, yeah, of, the, out of the did, email. Right? Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm like I know we got 50 of these in here somewhere. And then when you're looking for it, it's like the Bed Bath and Beyond. It, I know. Oh, you found yeah, it! Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. When was the last time you went to Bed Bath and Beyond? Though? Oh, don't mention that place. Please. Why? Well, he's, you're the you're the most recent new homeowner. So you've been there. You've been there more. You've been there, <laughs> there all the time. Yeah. But now you get like those twenty percent off coupons. When you get yeah. the twenty percent off your total order coupon at Bed Bath and Beyond, that's a total word score, man. That's big. Yeah. That place, Lowe's, and then the the candle company. Yeah, our our lobby smells like the candle company. It by does. the way, like our lobby smells like a a um, what's that stuff that you put in water? Potpourri. Yeah, yeah. Potpourri store. It Pot smells purry. like out there. In the lobby, they've got like 18 Christmas trees set up and a lot of potpourri. Why does ours look like the Charlie Brown? Ours Christmas is tree? terrible. Like, yes, they, they they put basically every station in charge of decorating a tree around here. Ours, ours is not. Ours good. is exactly what you'd expect yeah. from our people. That's right. <laughs> Present company included. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. So Specter was in charge of the Christmas tree for our department, basically. Yeah. And, and so he sends out this email. Send me a picture of when you first got into radio and write a little story about your favorite radio story. Pretty simple, right? And so immediately I sent Spectre a picture from when I was five, right, that I have on my Christmas tree right now. (laughs) And he goes, you got into radio young. I'm like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. And I moved on. Two days later, he sends out another email. And it, it was almost like Kramer doing movie phone. Just tell me what movie you want to see. And it was, just send me a picture of yourself. So people are sending the pictures to Spectre, and he goes, well, I can't use any of these. And we're like, why? Again, this is, this is sphincter in a nutshell. I mean, what am I supposed to do with them on my phone? How do I get them off? Use the printer, my man. Like, send them to your email, download them, and print them. And then hang them on the tree. He legitimately thought people were going to bring real photographs in. Yeah, yeah, I know. You, oh, what was the boy. last time you developed film? I mean, I I I, I printed on the printer. When was the last not, time you developed but I, film? Film has been forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. There's a so, whole bunch of pictures just on a computer somewhere, right? Like yeah. so. In no particular order. Where did he think these people order. were going to get photos that were actual photos to bring in? No, it's printed at home. Oh my goodness! I don't have just, that just capability. Send, it, send at home. it to your printer, or send it to the the to somebody in the office. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You can airdrop it here, right. anywhere, and yeah. just print it off. I mean, yeah, that fax machine day. isn't doing anything over there. Right. Send it to the, that right. fax the, machine. The one I, I I wait for my send my commitment letter into whatever college. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, my portal. When I go to the portal, that, the that thing's portal. still working. So it's turned into now everybody just wrote a story about themselves and yeah, hung it on the absolutely. Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah, that works. About yeah, your works. favorite radio moments. So. No pictures, all stories. Mm, I got a picture. Is it hanging up? Did Not you put yet, a picture no, up there? I haven't there? done it yet. I haven't done it yet. But I got one. With those mustachios? I, I printed one last night at home. So oh, there. Look at you. With the mustachio? No, no, no. I did find <sighs> that picture, though. Did you? Yeah, I'd probably need to repost that one. Yeah, go ahead and send that out. I need that. I'm going to go look for a, a, a random picture that I may have. It's, a fuzzy, it's fuzzy. It's a fuzzy. It wasn't a great photo, but the 70s reliever mustache yeah. I had for a while. That yeah, was good. Al Rebrowski with yeah, the handlebars. Pretty good. Still pretty good. All right, let's do a little uh, stock up, stock down involving the Chiefs this week. We start first with stock up. Maybe a little bit difficult after a loss, right? I don't, nah, I don't know. Not for me, it wasn't. I knew exactly where I was going to go with this. And and maybe it's the newness and the excitement of it. I love watching Pacheco and McKinnon run, man. Like, just the, the combination of those two has been very nice. And we heard uh, Travis Kelsey yesterday on the Kingdom Show with Mitch. And he, he said, my guy, CEH. So he's got the back of CEH. Sounds like everybody in the organization still has the back of CEH. He's a big red zone threat for this team. 
But right now, stock is up on Pacheco and McKinnon. They have done an, an amazing job, I think, of filling in and running the football and doing whatever it is they need to do, catching the ball out of the backfield. I, I, I'm kind of like a little kid on Christmas morning. I like these guys a lot. I know. Pacheco uh, runs hard, does multiple things. His now it's finding, Now it's finding the end zone. Uh, McKinnon is great in uh, – your, your red zone or your, your four-minute offense or your two-minute offense or whatever, he fills a great role mm-hmm. um, for as small as he is. Have we had a guy like be, McKinnon before? To be asked to go do the physical stuff that he's asked to do is pretty amazing. Like, yeah, hey, chip just, blocking yeah, and getting in go, the flat. Yeah, he's a better left tackle than Orlando he, Brown at times. He is, <laughs> he is a tough dude. And ran for a buck thirty-eight the other night. Like, what more do you want? Yeah, right? no, I love those guys, man. I'm, I'm oh, in. Good. I'm all in on Pacheco and McKinnon right now. Uh, my stock up this week. I know it's a loss. My stock up is Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo. Oh, all right, okay, okay. all right. And again, it's a loss. I get it, but it's what what you take out of it, what you make of it. And Andy Reid going back to Travis Kelsey after the fumble, showing that even Travis Kelsey. Needs a boost of confidence every once in a while. Yeah. You think he's had it all? He's been there. He's done that by this point in time. No. He fumbles. What do they do? Give him the ball back right away. MVS, they did the same thing. Wide open down the field. Can't come up with one, right? Get him the ball the next time. I mentioned Joshua Williams wearing that last play. He thought, I should have, I should have knocked the ball away from T. Higgins. You go back and watch the replay and like, pff, kid did everything he could. He's coming off the field. Andy Reid gra- is the first guy to grab him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what he said, but I feel like it was something that we're going to need you again. Keep your head in it. Let's go. Uh, and then Steve Spagnuolo, I described earlier, watching him direct the defense at times the other day. Like, he wasn't fooled. <laughs> he knew exactly what was coming. Yeah. Go make plays. Like Spags is on it. Yep. I, I felt like Spags is on it with the with the Bengals. Here's what they're trying to do. Now we got to go and, and stop it. I, I thought I liked what I saw from the coach staff. Again, was not a win, but I like all these pieces that you see. They're like, I see why the success has been there. Andy Reid gives his players ultimate confidence. Yes, he does. Stock up for me this week, real easy. Red zone offense. Uh, they scored touchdowns in the red zone outside of that one drive where the, the pass was knocked down. I thought they did a great job capitalizing on the opportunities that were there in front of him. I still don't like the cute stuff, you know, running pat out to wide receiver and then trying the little jet sweep right there without uh, McCall Hardman or CEH in the game. You, you could tell they're definitely missed there. But we scored touchdowns, and that's what we wanted, right? Three we, of four in the red zone. Three yeah, of four in the red zone. That's, that's absolute success, Everybody man. was talking about the red zone, red zone woes. We yeah. scored touchdowns in the red zone. I, I'm interested in seeing Sky Moore maybe a little bit more in the red zone with those jet sweeps. His snap count was a little bit down. Yeah, it was low this week, o- wasn't over it? Over the weekend, I don't know exactly what it was, but I know from the eye test, I remember him on, like, one play. Like, I, I, I would have liked to have seen him more on those jet sweeps, but I, I'm, like, Jones to get McCall Hardman back now. Like, I can't wait till he comes back into the fold because he really is a tremendous red zone threat for this team. Stock down for me this week. Well, it's Chris Jones. Big players make big plays in big games. Right. And and I saw the, the uh, semi-pro football out of focus. Chris Jones graded out as the highest graded chief this week. What did he do? Uh, push the pocket, affected. Yeah, he does. He does all those things you don't like. <laughs> well, they don't. But but they don't. Yeah, they you want you want more. You always want the the sizzle. Yeah. It's not the sizzle. It's the plays. Def- defensive yeah. linemen get paid for sacks, right? Correct. Right? I mean, yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, yeah. home run hitters, masters in baseball get Chris paid to hit Jones home runs. getting a bonus this year due to sacks. Due to sacks, not Correct. for pushing the pocket. Correct. Right? Right. And so, occupying double teams yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. Pushing the pocket. I like how you said that. Uh, but, but like... <laughs> Like when well, Aaron, that's like setting the edge for a middle guy, sure, isn't it? Pushing but, the pocket, I don't know. But it's it's the expectation that is set. Aaron Donald, Chris Jones' expectation is sacks, right? Defensive line expectation is sack. When you go out there and sign Aaron Judge, if you're the Giants, and he doesn't hit 40 home runs, well, he didn't live up to expectation. Mm-hmm. The expectation mm-hmm. is going to be he's a 40-plus year guy, home run guy, right? You sign a pitcher like Verlander, the expectation is he's going to have an ERA in the twos and win you 15 games. I mean, that's just the expectation. So, yeah, from an expectation standpoint, from what you really need to do to help your team win games, I didn't see that this week. Uh, for me and my stock down, I'm going to have a love-hate relationship with this guy. It's just it's just how it's going to be, and it's MVS. When, 
when the Chiefs first signed NVS, I don't remember who it was now, but I love I'd love to go back and say you were right. Somebody said he is the back of his baseball card. And what do you mean by that? And like he's going to catch some, he's going to drop some. You're going to make a few plays, you go wow, and a few plays, you go what? Mm-hmm. And he's exactly that. But I need him to catch every ball that's thrown to him. He needs to be Jason Avant. Yeah, he's a ca- catch catcher ball. Balls. General yeah. direction. Catcher balls. Right. Yeah, it is general direction. Mm-hmm. Two catches on six targets. We saw the one. Find something in contact with some contact. You make the make the play and then catch the damn ball in the end zone when it's right there for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna be. It's gonna be a yo-yo with him. Like probably his entire Chiefs career for me. For me, stock down, real easy. Harrison Bucker again. Uh, just can't trust him right now at all. And uh, Orlando Brown, the turnstile. Real easy. Quick to the point. Stock way down. That's From a- the uh, text line, Jay Southland Toe Service text line, I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to block this person, I think, for his own sake. Uh, the 816, the offense was freaking terrible. Andy Reid needs to be on a very warm seat, especially <laughs> since he refuses to get an actual <laughs> offensive coordinator. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or sir, him, put down the phone. Or himself. Sir. He's, he's sir. actually hired the best offensive coordinator yeah. himself. Sir, yeah. put down the phone and focus on driving mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what losses that's what losses do. I will check in on the uh, the mood of uh, Pete Sweeney. Well, we know Pete's mood's going to be great, but he's got the, uh, the pulse of, of Chiefs land as well. From Arrowhead Pride, our weekly visit with Pete next. Festo in the morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Please listen to our friend and all-pro defensive tackle, Chris Jones. Wake up with Festo in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. And always live on the Odyssey app. I think it might be Pete, Pete, sweetie, Arrowhead Pride, editor-in-chief. I think it might be Pete. It is time for our weekly visit with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, our 610 Sports Radio Chiefs Insider. And it's all brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. Somebody from the text line, Pete, says you make their stock rise, so that's very interesting to hear this morning. See, that, that is exactly how I wanted to start off my mm. Tuesday, so I'm happy about that. All right, let's, sure. let, let's hit the reset button. We'll start it off this way then from the 816. This offense was freaking terrible. Andy Reid needs to be on a very warm seat, especially since he refuses to get an actual offensive coordinator. Would you rather start there? Why can't we handle losses, I guess would be my. <laughs> yeah, my God. Team is a nine co- and a three. Collective, a collective. We, and why we, can't we handle losses? And we well, got a Pete? gentleman in the 816 saying Andy Reid should be on the warm seat today at nine and three. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I respect everyone's opinion, uh, mm. of, of course, but uh, try to try to think back to that 2009-2012 stretch and then remember you've had 10 straight winning seasons, nine of which ended in the playoffs for an AFC title game, two with the, a Super Bowl and one with the championship. I, I think you guys got it pretty good. Yes, uh, very disappointing uh, on Sunday, and the offense uh, could have stood to, to be more consistent. But you got to sometimes remember that you're playing one of the best teams in the league, and you know sometimes it comes down to those little things. Uh, and there are players that that make mistakes too. And he's always the first to say you can put the guys in a better position. But I think sometimes the the players are at fault as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and that starts where we saw the fumble. I think that was the turning point of the game. If Travis Kelsey doesn't fumble, we're putting that game away, going, you know, with the opportunity to go up 11 with probably about six or seven minutes to go in that thing. Yeah. And I don't want to come into to the reaction to this game, you know, and be so pro team because this is, this is one that you, you basically needed to have because what a advantage it would have been for the rest of the way to not have to worry about what Buffalo does. But I just think it, it's worth always noting what a little mistake like that at the end. I mean, it, it was a grand mistake, but as far as mistake that can be fixable, that's what I mean by that. Uh, fumbling the football there, you know, from a guy that, you know, you wouldn't be where you are with, without him, of course. So it's nothing about Travis Kelsey. Everyone's going to make bad plays. But let's say that he doesn't fumble that football. 
You know, there's no narrative about the Bengals being better or Joe Burrow being better than Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes is still the MVP favorite and the Chiefs are the Super Bowl favorite. And nobody's worried about Harrison Butker or what Justin Reed said. We're all we're all very happy waking up on Monday. And, and yes, it, it wasn't the greatest game in the world for the Chiefs. But just one play like that can really shift a, a narrative, certainly locally and, and nationally in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Travis Kelsey that football, the Chiefs might win by 11 points. Right, and, and going so, away. The whole thing is very different. Yep. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. Different. Yeah, it's crazy how one play, because if they win, if they score that touchdown, which they would have because it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and they're the greatest things we've ever seen, um, they score that touchdown. I, we are we are taking at the distance on that on that drive. Okay. Well, we're going for speed. I got you. We're all alone on a time of need. So mm-hmm. you're up 24-20 mm-hmm. at that point. You're driving. You go up a seven. You're up, a, you're up 31-20. Done. They win that game 31-20. People are saying, wow, what a great defensive effort. You know, and you're, and you're right. The whole narrative changed based on that fumble. And I'm not sitting here single-handed. And I don't want to continue to talk about the game. But the big picture is you can't fumble in the playoffs. Because if you fumble in the playoffs and or throw an interception good in the playoffs, make you pay. the good teams make you pay. And we've seen the Chiefs now get paid back, if you will, by a good team for fumbling the football and giving them an opportunity. Well, I, I think fans are, have have a right to be disappointed right now, just because we have seen what has happened in in Green Bay with with Aaron Rodgers getting the one, and then same thing in New Orleans with Drew Brees. And there's always that fear that you know you're in a way you know, wasting one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So you, you're expecting Super Bowl or bust, and I, you know I can't blame anyone for that. But I think what happens sometimes, especially here, and, and I've noticed this in, in KC, is that you kind of just throw out whatever the other team is doing. The Bengals are a pretty good team. They had a slow start, so they had four losses to their name. Uh, and and but if you really looked at the first three of the four losses, I believe they were all by by one score. This was the team that was coming on. They were and, and this is Justin Reed's fault. They were additionally fired up by the fact that he started chirping on a game that they already wanted very badly. Uh, and you can see that by evidence of Jamar Chase trying to get into his face after the play that he made early in the game. And, and I believe it was T Higgins made early in the games. And, and for me, uh, you know, it, it's a cliche and uh, forgive me uh, with the British lady, but uh, the other guys are on the scholarship as well. And I, I, you're exactly right. When you're playing a team like the Buffalo bills or the Cincinnati Bengals, it may come down to one final offensive drive. And, and that's why I, I re-highlighted the fumble again, Nothing against Travis Kelsey. People are going to make mistakes. You should sometimes be able to come overcome those mistakes. But it's just it's so imperative against these elite other elite teams that you you play a clean game. Uh, and yeah, I know the Chiefs had the one turnover on downs, but there was one agreed turnover, and that team ended up losing the game. And I don't I don't think they do uh, if it hadn't happened. Pete Sweeney, Arrowhead Pride, uh, joining us here on Six Ten Sports Radio. To uh, to Cincy's credit, they've defended the Chiefs well, especially in second halves. A couple of times, another game where they get uh, they hold the Chiefs to uh, nothing in the uh, in the uh, the fourth quarter. Uh, the Bengals have done about as good as anybody at keeping this offense in check. Yeah, and, and I I think you know that that's where where you wonder what has to to change in a way, and I I think especially when. You have got the the way they're curbing Travis Kelsey a bit. You know, there, there's a, a need for someone to step up there, and I I don't want to say that the, the Chiefs are missing Tyree Kill. They're still number two in the, in the league, but I think it's sometimes in these big games they're missing that next guy to be a, an extreme threat. Like maybe that guy can be Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, if it's not going to be a, a Juju or an MBS in a big spot, maybe Sky Moore deserves um, some more attention because he was really coming on uh, offensively wise, obviously. Um, heading into that game, uh, you know, there, maybe there, there's something that has to change when, when you're going to wherever it is that 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 you have to when, when Kelsey's a little bit tied up there and when they're doing a good job with them. Um, and I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm wondering what what the the Chiefs end up doing here, you know, as they move forward because you know, there were a lot of those blitzes in the game, and and you're, you're you know you're trying to go to Marquez Valdez Scantling, and I think we were very excited that he could be this all around receiver that he wasn't in Green Bay. It's kind of been the same guy he's been in Green Bay. So I'm just I'm ready for that next offensive weapon to step up. Juju has been good. I think he's been a little slow to get back to form after having to miss that game due to a concussion. Um, and I, I think it's something that can be figured out in the last five weeks. But so when it comes time for the playoffs, I feel like the team will be pretty clean offensively. Um, you know, as we head into these final five games, it 
looks very winnable. Let's call it what it is. Two Broncos, a Raider, a Houston, and Seattle is going to be your toughest test, if you will, during this five-game stretch. If the Chiefs win out, I feel like Buffalo's probably going to stumble somewhere along the way. They still have the Dolphins. They still have um, the Bengals on their schedule right now. If the Chiefs win out, they should still, for all intents and purposes, unless Buffalo does run the table, have that number one seed locked up and still here. So, like, everything you're playing for is, is still right out in front of you right now. Yeah, I just think it's opposite. I mean, when we had the, the preseason, we thought that this stretch would be a stretch of doom for the Chiefs and it would be an easy road for Buffalo. Uh, we're, we're all idiots in March, myself included, because no one knows what's going to happen. And it turns out that Buffalo happens to be in the best division in the AFC. And so they have three division games left against uh, the teams in, in the Jets and, and Miami and, and the Patriots. Who would have ever thought the Jets would be a threat to beat the Buffalo Bills? And then their other two games are against the Cincinnati Bengals. And in my opinion, the most exciting player in football in Justin Fields. Those are five losable games. The Chiefs have five winnable games. Not to say that you can just assume Buffalo is going to lose. Um, but, but for me, I just think that there's one loss in there. So, so long as you can rebound, which, by the way, the Chiefs won five in a row after their last loss. They have five games left. And I feel pretty good about the Chiefs getting back into that position. Again, you'd rather not have to have the help, but they're in a very, very good scenario, you know, given that they need it. Well, and, and I think you heard it here first. Pete Sweeney says the Bills will lose five in a row and not make the playoffs this year. Right? <laughs> Is that what you're going at there, Pete? I kind of like that idea. I like it a lot. I think I, I think maybe losing three and then somehow having the Bengals lose three and just get them both out of the play. That, that kind of feels like the best possible yeah, scenario. That'd be good. It's a good scenario. All right. Let, let's talk about some potential changes with this team moving forward. I, I think they have a left tackle problem, my friend. Well, I think that's changed for, for the future. Right. And I, you know, I think we can complain, complain about left tackle all we want. They, they mentioned the franchise tag. I think and there's nobody the really to go with, right? Yeah, it's not going to be Lucas Niang and Prince Teguanogo. I mean, your options are your options right now. I know that some have been considering Eric Fisher. He's now a Miami Dolphin, so he, you know, he's not even going to be an option. Not, not that the Chiefs ever go back to their old players or anything like that. But I, I think the only change that you could see happen along the line is Lucas Niang. Niang's getting healthier in practice. Uh, it wasn't just Orlando Brown. We, we did see some, some tough play by the, by the right tackle as well. And it, you know, it, it tends to be affecting the whole line. But you also hope that Joe Tooney is back in the mix with Nick Allegretti. Um, having those two spot starts in, in a row. But I, I'd, I'd look for potentially Lucas Niang. And I had mentioned him earlier. I, I really would like to see what, what Sky Moore can do. I just think, uh, to an extent, the, the Chiefs are missing a little bit of that X factor beyond Travis Kelsey. Again, it could be Juju and still kind of recovering from, from getting back from that concussion. But I'd love to see Sky Moore. And, and then this is what I know Chiefs fans will love. Uh, we should probably, especially in these games where the, the tackling has been poor, see, see a little bit more. Leo Chanel, uh, potentially. Um, I, I just feel like he is somebody that um, is, is strong uh, at tackling. And I know that he can sometimes be a liability in coverage, but uh, it is a little bit maddening when you see a guy in open space and, and the Chiefs can't get him down without him gaining another two or three yards. Sometimes that can be the difference as well. So there's some potential lineup changes in there. I'd say the most likely one that you could see in the coming weeks could be them trying to yank at right tackle out. As much as everybody wants, we're not we're not going to see a change at left tackle at least in 2022. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, hang in there with all the angry Chiefs fans this week. All right, <laughs> it's okay. We'll get we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll Broncos get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is the get right. This, this is a nice little get right. I think we all it. need it for everybody yeah, to yeah, get right and feel right. better about what happened on Sunday. But again, get, I mean, back, get, a, get a little meat and cheese. You should, you'll be you'll be good. <laughs> there you go. Plenty of meat and cheese. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, we appreciate Pete. it. Pete Sweeney here on Six Ten Sports Radio, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, official sportsbook of Six Ten Sports Radio. Yeah, we we all need a collective like get healthy game because. I'm telling you, man, you, you were talking to a Lions fan on Twitter who's like, I don't understand why Chiefs fans are so upset, or not on Twitter, on the text line, about why Chiefs fans are so upset over a loss. He goes, I'm a Lions fan. Like, we, we've had one playoff win in my well, lifetime. It's a, different, it's a different realm. I know, but like we're in this realm of like where you can't lose a regular season game. Again, I'll, I'll continue to say this. There's only one team in the history of the league since the merger in 1970 that hasn't lost a regular season game. Mm. One. Only one? Only one. What do those guys do when well, not ever, regular season look game over because the Patriots lost? Do those the Super guys do Bowl. anything to, to commemorate? I don't it or even anything? know who it was mm. to be honest with you. Okay. Nobody does. I don't think. Right. I don't think anybody has any recollection of the only undefeated team in the league history. All right. So three losses is pretty darn good. The uh, the rivalry is back. Bob wants to check the Missouri coach next. 
Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Don't miss former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson every Monday at 7.30. Man, I start smiling when you talk about Kansas City fan base. This fan base, I mean, compared to none, this is, this is number one for sure. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. No, we're not knocking on the door. We're busting it. So Kansas and Missouri are, I don't know, only playing in basketball this weekend, um, which is cool. You'll be happy to know I'm going to a watch party for this game. Wow. You're, what? You're, you're kind of back. I don't know uh, well, what's going on here. Oh, you know where you're I'm getting, back. Friday at about 9 o'clock, I got back into this thing when I found out kinda, Missouri's too scared to play Kansas in a bowl game. You kind of dragged back into this mess. I, I, I like You know it. what? And I'm not even going kicking and screaming. I'm going back in full head first on this so, one. Let's go, KU. Let's take care of business in the Page Center. KU's playing Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. Right. Not Missouri in the Liberty Bowl. That's right, because Missouri, Missouri was chicken. wants to play earlier. And play in the Gasparilla Bowl against Wake Forest. Because all coaches want to play the earliest bowl game so they get the least amount of practice. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we hear it all the time. The benefit of the bowl is to get the extra practice time. So you can play a bowl game on December 17th or December 28th and have 11 extra days of practice. Or you can just play in the Gasparilla Bowl because you're scared of Kansas. I mean, either way, I, it depends on how you look at so it. So the uh, report last week was these two could have played, right? but Missouri said no. That's right. Missouri wanted no they part had, of Kansas. They had other parameters looking for uh, in, a, in a bowl game. Right. Also didn't want to conflict with uh, one of their two best uh, basketball games of the year. Correct. Which would be uh, Kentucky. That's right. Kansas and Kentucky will be their two biggest crowds of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. Liberty Bowl, same day as their matchup. But with Kentucky. why are you using opponents to draw a crowd to your own home arena? Let's well, well, it's the frank reality of, of different teams and sports that are in that situation. I mean, not every, not every situation is come see your team, right? That's those are the dream scenarios. I, I don't know. Come man. see your team. A lot of places are, Hey, come see the show we're putting on for you to come. Yeah. Well, um, I, so I just is, think like if you have confidence in your own program and you're would, one of the yeah, undefeateds I, in college basketball, it doesn't matter who you play, when you play the fans should be, that, the stadium should be should sold be, out. That should be the goal. I don't think it's the reality. Uh, so Bob's, how many more people are rolling into Columbia to go see Kentucky play? If you're going to, if you're going to pick a game or two to go to this year, don't you even pick Kentucky? Yeah, you yeah. would. But if I were to go to, if you, if, and if not in Missouri, like which game would you want to go to when are they play in Kentucky? I, I'd go to that one. You I think there's probably fans one. that would do that too. But yeah. your team's undefeated now. Like have some faith in Haith. Uh, you, you think, right? I mean, do they not believe in Haith anymore? I don't think so. I think that waned. Oh, I think that waned quickly. Did it quickly. Uh, so, Win with Kim. So, uh, so Eli Drinkwitz was asked about the uh, the bowl process yesterday. Uh, the Missouri football coach, oh. uh, and Bob wants to fight him now. Yeah, I, you know, I realize that bowl selection process is different from conference to conference. And if you haven't been in a bowl game in I don't know twelve, fifteen years, maybe that thing's changed for you. And so maybe <laughs> that the way that's done at other places is different. Um, we submit preferences. Uh, to the to the uh, uh, conference um, based on a lot of different factors. Um, what's best for our university? What's best for our fan base? What's best for our student athletes? Uh, and we don't really factor anybody else in that. So playing in the Gasparilla Bowl against Wake Forest equals all of those things for your friends, your family, your university. Yeah, it's better for your for your university because your basketball team gets a good crowd. Yeah, yeah. man, it's yeah. not. It really yeah. isn't. The, the game that matters and the thing that people care about is Kansas and Missouri. What was that? Right? 10 to 15? That w- well, I mean, it, it, it's rich coming from felt, an under 500 like football coach. I felt like a shot at a certain team. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> it, 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 it's been a bowl game in a while. If, if, if you're at the uh, at your current university and you've been there quite some time and you're under 500 overall and under 500 in league play, you should be lucky that somebody wants you in a bowl game. And you should be lucky that you have a rivalry that's as big as Kansas and Missouri. Find me another bowl game 
that has all the 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 pageantry that it would have, other than the the the, the college football playoff and maybe some of the New Year's Six Bowl games than Kansas and Missouri had. It would have been the most talked about game, and it would have been exactly what your fans want, regardless of what side of the state line that you're on. If you look at Missouri fans right now and say, we chose not to play Kansas because we're hoping to have a good crowd for the Kentucky basketball game, your fan base has got to look at you and go, that's weak sauce, go kick rocks. Like, fans want this game, and fans have wanted this game since we ended this game. And by we, I mean Kansas ended the game. You had an opportunity with a neutral party at a bowl site that people would have been in love with on both sides of the state line, but not playing them, I think, has rekindled the fuel for the fire even more. And it's created me hey. to hate Missouri more than I've already hated and Missouri. Coach Drakewitz, I fuel. And some, he did a great, he's a great awesome. heel, man. That was awesome. That's a great heel he's move. Like, oh, yeah. well, I don't know how it is at places that haven't had bowl games. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a great heel love move. It. Like, I, I do love, love it. it. Like, like, you know, Coach Drinkschlitz, is that his name? Drinkwitz. You oh, know who it is. Um, I, th- I thought, you know, you, you are what you drink. Drink Schlitz, right? That'd be a great uh, name. I mean, um, I. I have all the he'd have all the NIL deals. He should. He yeah. still should, yeah, right? Still, yeah. So um drink wits, drink wits. Yeah. yeah. So I I think he turned this into and became now where Bill Self was the ultimate heel in this before. Eli Drinkschlitz has become the ultimate heel now in this Missouri Kansas rivalry. Now, Lance Leipold needs to fire back. Let's go. I'm just glad let's you know your coach's from the name. Hill. This is huge. This is this is a big day. You know your coach's name well, now. Let, 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 this is getting wow. Let's you, hear it from the hill. You're almost back. He's been out for like 10, 15 yeah, years, yeah. and now now he's back. Yeah, this yeah. is he's what back. it took. Yeah. Look, you ended the rivalry. He I checked out. Now. Right? Let's go. It's great. Let's go, Lance. He's watching the basketball games. Yeah. You're, you're I was back. invited to a party. Going to yeah. a watch you're back. party. You're back. Going to be having charcuterie. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a Mexican theme. We're having tacos and margaritas. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in on that. Are you going to wear a, a, a dress shirt with a jersey over it? Probably. Fit, yeah. fit in or what? <laughs> Tucked in. <laughs> Tucked in, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll wear my Orange Bowl t-shirt, I think. There you uh, go. Yeah, for the 08 National Championship I love it. You're shirt. back. Uh, it's a blue T-shirt, right? Like, no, I gotta drag you back in. The, oh no, you to the Kansas no, Missouri no, this rivalry. Is, this is what I've it's been about. Poking you forever to try to get back. Right now, you're back. Just this is this is why though, like college athletics has gone down the toilet for me because you ended this thing. This is a rivalry that needs to be played now every year going forward in all sports. When when Missouri can get up to the level of Kansas in football, then they should play it at Arrowhead. Like. Again, if you're an under 500 coach in three years or more at your university, you probably should be lucky just to have a bowl game given to you. You shouldn't have the ability to pick and choose where you wanted to go to avoid an opponent. That's all I'm saying. I just wish Kansas would have had the stones to play us these past 10, 15 years. Well, now they're up to the level. They're six and six. They're up to Missouri's That's level right. now. They're up to Missouri's up. level. Average. <laughs> both teams. Both are teams are average. Teams. They're both five. They're both to the same level now. Right. Both so get teams after are it. average. Not yes. wait till 2025. Yeah. Let's go. And then when do we play after 2025, 2035? No, 2025, 2026. And then I think it's like 31 and 32. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's oh, the text line is all Missouri does. fans ripping us today. I don't understand why. I Three and five, three and five in the last two years in conference play. Six and seven, six and well, six wins, overall. That wins the Big Ten rem- or the Big Twelve. Remember, it does. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Middle, middle of the the, the pack. That's, That's what right. Chris Sims says. That's right. Where do I get a Wake Forest I lo- T-shirt? I love it. This thing stirred back up. This is the way it should be. I didn't know Wake Forest still had a program though. That's good to know. Did you know they still had a football team? Yeah, no, still a football I team. I didn't yeah. know they did yeah. that. Yeah, that's good for them. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDF, HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. But when we talk rivalries, this is a rivalry. Like I said earlier, KUK State, when you dominate in basketball or dominate in football, is it really a rivalry? Not really. Is this a rivalry? Hell yeah, it is. I could tell you by watching the the uh, the Big 12 championship game, Kansas-Kansas State's not a rivalry. Oh, my gosh. Everybody was rooting for Kansas yeah, everybody State. Everybody was rooting for you know, Kansas yeah, it's State. Not a, yeah, it's right, not a rival yeah. at all. Right. It's not a, it's a, that's your... That's your buddy. <laughs> That's your buddy. This is a rivalry. Yeah. Kansas, Missouri is a rivalry. Kansas, Kansas State. No, they everybody everybody was a every man was a wildcat. Yeah. And woman. I mean, good grief. I don't know that there's a team I would root for Missouri over. 
That's right. That's the way it should be. Yeah, I don't think there is. I'd rather root for dust than root for the Missouri Tigers. No, that's the way it should be. And Missouri should be saying the same thing. I'd rather root for dust than Kansas. And the fact that they're bent, that their team didn't play, means it means something to you. Yeah. Who's (laughs) bent? I think we're all bent. No, I'm saying saying there's Missouri fans. They're like, they want to fight too. Like, no, you can't. You know, you can't defend this. That's why you're mad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Missouri fans are mad at their own program for doing this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like nobody even knew they were playing Kentucky that day in basketball. Just schedule the game and play the football game. I know some like athletic department official may be like, oh, where do I go? You go to the bowl game. It's football. Football trumps basketball every day of the week. Always has. Let's go play that game. It's very unfortunate because what's going to happen is when we get to 2025, right? That's the next time we play. Yeah. Drinkwitz will probably be a middling coach in the SEC, and he'll get bounced. Lance will probably be on to something better. Maybe Bill Self's retired at the time. Like, now is the time to play this. Can we get this on the schedule next year? Because I think the Missouri coach has become a tremendous heel in this thing. Oh, yeah, he'd, I love be, it. he'd be great in this. He'd be like fantastic. Head, head love yes. it. Absolutely yes. love it. He's exactly what you want. He's exactly what you want. And, and, and you, if I'm a Missouri fan, I love that guy right now, right? That oh, guy's heck, the best. You, yeah, you're rolling with them. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm calling out Lawrence right now. Let's go. Fire back. Right. No, you're defending. Fire the, back. You're a Missouri fan. You're defending the Gasparilla Bowl. Hell you yeah. are. You're like, yes, heck yeah. Right, right oh, God, yeah. Right now with. And coach you're defending Drinkwitz. your coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. you're yeah. absolutely. It's great. Gasparilla is where we wanted to be. Yeah. I, I love the fact that he did it because he woke the sleeping giant of yeah. what was oh, yeah. a great rivalry. Oh, yeah. And now everybody's feeling their oats and feeling good. And Kansas, they say once in a blue moon makes a bowl game, which is true. And what he said is not wrong. The truth hurts, you know, 12 to 15 years without a bowl game or whatever it's been. You hate to see it. It's happened. He's not right or he's not wrong. He's right about that. But now Kansas needs to fire back. Don't let Missouri push Kansas around. We beat them back in the 1800s. We can do it again. This rivalry just took on a new flavor, and it tastes like Drinkwitz. <laughs> there you go. And I love them for it. It's great. I'm not mad at them at all. No, I, I saw that yesterday. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's back. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Because yeah. be- every rivalry needs that heel, whether it's Al Davis or Russell Wilson or whoever the case may be. I give Coach Eli a lot of credit there for stepping up and saying, I'll be that guy. I don't have a problem with it. It's good. Yeah. It's good for sports. And we, This we is ha- Norm Stewart-esque. I love it. Yeah, it is. No, you're right. It's and, terrific. And, and we had the conversation on Friday about sports being a form of entertainment. And if you're in sports and you don't understand you're a form of entertainment, like music and the shows and movies and all that kind of stuff, if you're in sports and you think it's truly about the sport and the X's and O's, you're doing it wrong, and you're not going to be around for a while. Coach Drinkwitz gets it. It's more about the sports. It's about entertainment. And what he did yesterday is well, entertainment, I, and it's fun, and it's going to get more run than anything else that he's going to say going forward. I don't. Yeah, but I don't know that applies to coaches. I mean, it's he's got to be six and six every year. Yeah. You, 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 you ain't going to fly that way you, in the SEC. You, so. you, you got to you got to understand that though. And the coaches that no, do he's, understand he's great it, at that other part for sure. I want him to stay around forever because I, I think he's funny. I think he's entertaining. I think he's willing to throw darts. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But yeah. he's going to have to win more games. No, he is. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he is. He's, yeah. he's under 500 yeah. in league play and overall. Yeah. He's got to do better. There's no doubt about it. But he understands, hey, man, this is a form of entertainment. Let's have fun. Let's entertain the fans. And he did that. I give him a lot of props for that, man. Great move, coach. Great move. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.